What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 526th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. The three of us are back. Greg is back. Will is back. Greg. I am back, and I have an actual TCG story for Pokemon, because I actually played the Pokemon TCG while at Gen Con. We do have TCG news. I have a story and everything. Do you let me know when you want me to come in with my story? Okay. It's a story of power. It's a story of despair. It's got highs. It's got lows. Is it about drive? And everything. Oh, yeah. Is it about I've, power? Uh, I've got some very brief sad news, if you'd just like me to get mine out of the way, and then you can go into your happy TCG tale. Sure. About, I want to say about seven years ago, some, about at the beginning of the the pokemon it's super effective podcast slack communities about 2015 time years a few friends decided to come together to form a special society that was known at the time and has been known throughout as the zigzag swag club oh uh, yeah and it was a club for people who had captured or Bred a shiny zigzagoon, and you know you didn't evolve it because if you evolved it, you became a lanoon goon. You were kicked out of the club, but it was it was a special place. And and I'm here to announce today that the zigzag zigzag swag club is is over, because when everybody can have a shiny zigzagoon, there's no need for a club anymore. Everyone, so it was like- good. Three hour it was window. good while it lasted. It was Everybody good while it three lasted. Three hour window. But I caught what twelve of them. I yeah. can distribute freely. Yeah. Now nah. I mean, this is the equality that we want for. We don't need your Elks Club <laughs> uh-huh. nonsense uh-huh. in this world. That's fine. Go on. All right. That that's my stuff is out of the way. Uh we have a lot of Pokemon news. Uh, the Pokemon World. Well, I guess we'll just I, I we'll just we'll start. I guess the Pokemon World Championships is this upcoming weekend. Uh, I will be there. I will be. I, I apparently I didn't get the memo. Uh, people are traveling this weekend to go. Uh, I'm. I guess I'm doing travel wrong. I always think you get there the day before the event, and then you add extra days after. It seems like it's the other way where people add extra days before the event. I feel like the the traveling immediately after the event is where e- what is everyone is doing, and that's why like you add the extra days after because then you don't have to deal with the airport issue of like everyone trying yeah. to leave. But if you add the days before, you deal with your jet lag, so you're bright and sprightly mm-hmm. when the, then the actual event comes. Oh, see, I don't have so that problem. In, you, yeah, you do. I no, don't. you don't have that problem because you because my sleep schedule. Until, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your sleep schedule is a nightmare. You are up until four, and then you'll text me, and you're like, why aren't you up? And I'm like, I'm a normal human, and I'm dead during those yeah, times. Yeah, but when I'm up till four, then I can at least say good morning to Will before I go to bed. B- basically, basically, we can have a little text exchange when so I first wake up. So I don't have jet lag is I get on everybody else's normal schedule, mm-hmm. and mine is still a hot yes. mess. Yeah, I plan to do what I always do when I international travel, which is don't go to bed, stay up until the flight, sleep on flight, land at 8 a.m. I'm ready to go. I already slept. I also can't sleep on airplanes because no matter the size of the seat, I'm still too big for it. Mm. I can, I crash on airplanes like 
in a hot minute. I, I am bummed because the, the uh, full disclosure, the Pokemon company has paid for my hotel at the World Championships. I, I did play, pay, play. I did pay for my flight, but they, they, they offered to pay for the hotel. Um, there's like they're doing like a dinner or something like a Pokemon creator dinner on Wednesday. I, I guess I'm missing that. That's okay though. But I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I do get in on Thursday morning, so I don't know if I'll get to the venue in time for whatever the opening ceremony is. I, I don't expect it to be. <laughs> you're you're risking selling out of a very vital item. No, the yes. you're not getting there on time. The and I'm very stressed about this. <laughs> I will get you the Roselia. Oh, I oh, 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 wait, Greg, have you not been to a Worlds before? No. Okay, so the way that the store at Worlds works is for the first day, it is only open to competitors. Yes, official competitors. Oh, okay. Well, if, if they're sold out, you're going to have to go beat up an official competitor for me because, look. I, the, the plushes are usually not the thing top. that... Yeah, the plushes aren't the thing that sells out. It's usually, um, if they have a backpack, that usually sells out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the, Play dice, mats. the dice stuff sells out usually. But not not normally until, like, Saturday. We're fine. We're, I'm getting there. Th- we'll get there. Th- I'm fine. This will be the first thing I do, Greg. I will get you the plush. I'm, I'm all sweaty about this. I'll get you the plush. I will be in London. Uh, Irene will be there too with me. So uh, if you're in London, if you're at Worlds, feel free to come up and say hi. That's literally why I'm there. I'll try to be live streaming. Um, there's supposed to be what that Pokemon Go thing. I guess we'll get to it when we get there's like a Pikachu that they're spawning. So I'll be there. Uh, I don't come back until Wednesday, so I'll be gone for a full week. Uh, but I am bringing my backpack, so we'll try to figure out live streaming situations there. But we'll be at Worlds. Speaking of Worlds, this is off Pokemon.com. Receive Victini and Sinisty during the 2022 Pokemon World Championships. Enjoy tea time and victory by adding these special Pokemon to your Pokemon Sword and Shield games. Get Sinisty in London this August at the World Championships. All Pokemon World Championship attendees can receive a special Sinisty holding Moo Moo Milk. Uh, and it will know the unique event move Celebrate. If you're attending the World Championships from the 18th to the 21st, you want to enjoy tea time with Sinisty. Remember to bring your Nintendo Switch and your copy of Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield. You can only receive one Sinisty per game. Uh, look for signs at the World Championship to just see how you they would distribute that. They had this at the other world. They just have a big sign saying, like, connect the mystery gift. You just have to be, like, within the vicinity of the venue to redeem it. If you're not attending the World Championship, fear not. That's their words, not mine. Online viewers will be able to receive the victory Pokemon Victini by catching the live stream and redeeming a password that will be revealed during the broadcast from the 18th to the 21st. Keep your Nintendo Switch and your po- copy of Pokemon Sword and Shield handy. Enter the password when it showed on stream to add this fiery mythical Pokemon to your team. You can receive one Victini per game. Aug- this password will be rede- will be available until August 21st. And so once it's revealed, it hits Twitter, hits Cerebi, and you just do it then. Basically, yes. Right. And right. I will, like yeah. always, make a graphic that I'll post on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, I gotta go to my real news website. So, thanks. but they don't. Uh, they don't specify whether it's in authentic Sinisty or uh, 
What is, what's the other one? Not, the not authentic one called? Phony. Is it really? Cheap knockoff. Yeah, no, it's How called, rude. It, it's called phony, yeah. <laughs> That's waffle. I think it's not technically called it, uh, uh, authentic. I think it's called antique. And then I think the other one's called phony. Oh, the poor synesty. It's it's a real synesty. <laughs> I'm going to... Ass- it went to the wrong cup. I'm going to assume that it's antique. I, uh, like, I would not make that assumption. I mean, Here, I thought they were going to say it's going to finally know the special move, Scald. Scald. <laughs> because it is still wild to me that a cup of tea does not know Scald. It would, it would make it too powerful. True. How? The the type coverage that it would get. Celebrate celebrate's cool. I think celebrate's fine. I have like a number of celebrates somewhere in my mini collections. Uh celebrate the 2022 Pokemon World Championships in Pokemon Go. Obviously, the World Championships will take place from eight the 18th to the 21st in London, England at the Excel Center. Uh the top qualifying Pokemon Go players around the world. To determine who will be crowned, we'll get an exclusive in-game world championship outfit and pose. I think that's actually really cool for those players that end up winning. So you can win Unite, you can win the VGC, the TCG, uh, Pokemon Go. I'm assuming that would be the same for the five people playing Pokemon Tournament. They got the... Oh, yeah. But they they get this cool outfit that's like them holding the trophy and they, they spin, so... I don't know what the... I would assume for the Pokemon Go players, very, very great. I don't know if there's a huge crossover of, like, VGC players that... They're probably... A VG, uh, somebody who wins the VGC or TCG tournament who also is a big Go player then can flex that in raids. I would hope or and or assume that that's the case. I feel like if there's any crossover... If there's any crossover Pokemon game that I feel like everyone plays, it's probably Go. Like, the easiest to pick up and play i would i would agree uh you'll be able to watch all of these matches on the uh pokemon go twitch channel slash pokemon channel slash pokemon tcg channel there will be two new in-game avatar items available for commemoration of the 2022 world championships there is a world's tea available globally via a code that will be shared during they really want people to watch these streams they're sharing codes left and right there will be a code shared during the world championship stream the code will be distributed uh, on the official pokemon go media channel shortly after code is valid until august 22nd that is the blue t-shirt that you'll be able to get better of the two (laughs) t-shirts and then if you're a participant Available from Pokestops located at the Pokemon Go booth in the World Championships. So if you visit a Pokestop in London at the World Championships, I'm assuming you just have to spin it. Because that's what it says, visit Pokestop. You will get a red tea. Which I think is the second time they did this. The first time they did this was that North Face... thing where you had to go to a north face store to spin and then we at least on twitter people were like there are no north face i can't get to it i can't like i considered drive i think i was in milwaukee at the time and i considered driving to chicago to spin a pokestop to get a shirt that i really didn't care about that much i believe there was one about three miles south of me and i still didn't bother to go 
<laughs> then at, a, at a certain point, they gave the shirts to like everyone. It was just a code you had to enter. Hmm. North Face one wasn't that big of a deal. But they're doing it again. If you're there in the London area, you can reach the Pokemon Go booth. You spin it. You should get a red shirt. Slightly different than the blue shirt. Blue shirt should be available to everyone, but you will have to enter a code. I'll make a graphic and post that on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff, too. From Thursday to Tuesday, so Thursday the 18th, Tuesday the 23rd, Pokemon Go is celebrating the World Championship. Boy, they're really repeating this a lot. There will be a special 2022 World Championship Pikachu available in raids, field research, and timed research. Doesn't say the wild. Does have a chance to be shiny. Uh, Challengers with Pokemon teams inspired by the ones used by trainers who won Pokemon Go regional championships will appear at Pokestops. You can increase your amount of Go Battle League sets from 5 to 10 for a total of 50 battles per day. Used to be 25. Um, You'll get three times the Stardust from winning Go Battle League. There will be timed research available. Uh, which will include the following, the World Championship 2022 Pikachu and an Elite Fast TM, the Elite Charge TM. These are the TMs they usually charge for uh, community boxes, the scam boxes. Nidoran, Mankey, Machop, Mudkip, Sableye, Meditite, Swablu, Sfeel, Krogunk, Dupiter are all available in the wild during this event. These are all Pokemon, well, maybe the exception of Mankey, that are pretty okay competitively. I shouldn't say pretty okay, like Mudkip, Sableye, Meditate, Swablu, Sfeel, Dupiter, like, those are all really, really good competitively. One star well, rate. Based, aren't they based off people who use them in yeah. Go Battle League? Isn't that what you just said? These are the ones available. No, the trainers will be the trainers based off the people who won regionals in Go Battle League. Oh, okay, see. I, I'm maybe assume, like Primeape is. And, I'm assuming and, a Primeape probably won something, but like at least from the recent tournaments I've watched, I've never seen a Primeape. I've seen all the other ones, I, but I'm assuming Primeape probably won something. Uh, One-star raids will be the World Championship Pikachu, Galarian, Farfetch, Meryl, Barboach, Timber, Scraggy. Three-star will be Primeape, Lickitung, Skarmory. Lickitung and Skarmory I know are very good for GBL. Five-star raids will be Zashi and Zamazenta. Not be shiny, by the way. And then uh, Mega Raids will be Mega Slowbro. And there will be some new Avatar items in the shop during this event as well. I am wondering, uh, because we talked about this before, if so at the last World Championships, which was in DC, uh, where they put Relicanth and Aerodactyl in field research that came from Pokestops that you spun by just being in the area. I wonder if there will be an increase of that that will just get you Pikachu um, in that area. They're not really saying anything else, but they're they're not saying Pikachu is spawning in the wild. They're saying field research raids and timed research, which is that do the task stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm guessing that's how people in the area will have a better chance of getting shiny Pikachu. Maybe, probably. Yeah, that's what I would assume. <laughs> Other bit of Pokemon World's news is that this came out of nowhere. This is off Pokemon.com. Pokemon The Arceus Chronicles will be available on Netflix. Adventure with Ash, Pikachu, Go, and Dawn as they aid the mythical Pokemon Ar- Arceus. 
The upcoming special is set to premiere before a live audience at the 2022 Pokemon World Championships in London. It will be available to stream on Netflix on September 23rd. When Ash and friends receive a mysterious message from the mythical Pokemon Arceus, they meet up with their old friends Brock and head out to Mount Coronet to investigate. They find a rampaging Heatran and a group responsible Team Galactic previously thought to be dismantled. The team's commander is determined to find the missing leader by opening the gate between dimensions. With a trio of legendary Pokemon and Sinnoh champion Cynthia by their side, our heroes will have a lot of help, but can they get through to save Sinnoh? Did they say how many episodes this was? It can't be a lot. I mean, it's got to be like three, right? Three and a half an hour to make a 90-minute movie, because it sounds like a movie that was yeah. chopped up into episodes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is a very <laughs> Netflix thing. I watched Absolutely. a whole movie on HBO Max, and that same movie is now on Netflix as a TV show. They just broke it into three episodes, and I was like, what? I get why they did that, but like, also, it's just a, it's a movie. Just what movie? It was uh, it was about Woodstock ninety the the bad wood the the bad Woodstock oh the, the bad uh, yeah. the edge the nineties ed- yes the edge lord nineties Woodstock yes it talked about why the nineties was no, just no a no bad no 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 there were two nineties Woodstocks the first one was good the second one was bad the one with Limp Biscuit that's the bad one yeah yeah the one without the water where they Correct. ran out of water yes oh, and I thought it was a great documentary yeah. and then I saw it on Netflix and I was like didn't I re- see this on HBO and then I clicked on it and I was like why is this three episodes and then I like looked and I was like I watched this this is a movie <laughs> yeah it was like how what- does the fire festival compare to the bad Woodstock um mm, well, the ooh, bad I saw Woodstock that documentary actually too. happened where the fire festival didn't actually happen <laughs> yes Yes. But weren't more people put out by the fire Festival? Like, did they get stranded? That whole thing. Look, let's not get into my whole so- so- social commentary about what the fire Festival <laughs> meant, because TikTok's not long enough for that. Yeah, you're right, Greg. It does sound like a movie that they... Ch- oh, it's four parts. Four. Four parts. Yeah, yeah no, but parts. that's that's right, because it's like it, an episode is usually 23 to 24 minutes, right. so then that comes to about 92 minutes total. Um, my thing is, I when I saw because you know they felt the need to email me to let me know. <laughs> sure, yeah. Spe- they won't speci- email you codes, but they'll tell you about a special coming up. Emailed me directly to let me know that this show was coming out, and it looked like in the preview that they changed their clothes. Mm-hmm. So it's like my suspicion is this is like a Legends Arceus. Mm-hmm tie in and they're going to get transported to the past oh yeah there's there's i'm yeah it's very like we're going into the past to whatever i'm just happy that they're bringing back one of my favorite characters may no they said dawn not may dawn i'm sorry i Oh boy, you my, heard it here, everybody. You're going to send your Don and May the same one, character. My brain angry was tweets. thinking one thing and my Te- mouth at, said something else. Come on. I'm a, look, we put, up with, on we put up with Steve every week. I make one mistake <laughs> in 10 years and you're like all over me? Wow. <laughs> one mistake. Uh, all a, it takes is one opening. Kind of worlds related because I'm uh because if you're going to worlds, you'll be able to play with these cards early, because they'll have like a pre-release set, but this is off Pokemon.com. Hisui and Zorark V 
Star, and more uh, in Pokemon TCG Sword and Shield Lost Origin. Lost Origin will release on September 9th. And it will feature over 190 cards, which is a lot. There's an Aerodactyl V-Star, there's a Kingdra, there's a Mirage Gate, there's this, there's a Snorlax with pretty good art. This is very uh, Hisuian, a very Hisuian set. Not We've gotten, obviously, Hisuian cards before, but they're, they're, go- they're going in even more. If you thought they went in... They're going in more. Oh, boy, you were wrong. They're, they're doing it bigger now. So at Worlds, do they have the option for you to like, go do drafts and stuff? Yeah. Like, oh, do yeah. run events there? They run oh, a yeah, bunch absolutely. of events. There's a bunch of um, Sword and Shield events, too. Like There's a, there's like a topsy-curvy, tur- tur- topsy-turvy okay. tournament where you play VGC, but you have to hold your Switch upside down. Okay, so the judges' comments make more sense. <laughs> Gen I was very confused. But that makes more sense. Yeah, they they have, they have a bunch of like silly tournaments and fun tournaments and you know retro tournaments and and normal tournaments. Yes, they, yes, they do have normal tournaments, drafts, VGC, but things like that. At every Worlds, they they always do have a pre-release of the new set, so you'll be able to do like the battle box, which I think is, gosh, how much is a battle box now? Thirty-five, I think, which is you get like a a pre-constructed deck, and then you get like six boosters. And then you open the boosters and then you customize your deck and then you play usually like three rounds against somebody. Um, and then if you win, you get like two extra boosters or whatever just for like winning. If you don't win, I mean, like you still paid for six boosters. You, you keep all that stuff when you're done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love and hate the battle box. Yeah. It- <laughs> I mean, I okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my story now. Yes. We're talking about it. Yes. So they should have max raid battles as well at. Which is what I did at Gen Con. You did so the max, max raid, raid battle. Is where up to five people take on a big Pokemon. I thought it was four. Well, <laughs> look, a lot of people signed up, so we had five. Okay. I'm going I'm to tell you the pros and cons of this whole situation. So I can a little like clarification. This is like TCG max raid battle. This is TCG battles, max raid battle. Which so, we talked about like. Eight months ago, maybe yeah. a year ago, that it was a print and play off Pokemon.com that you could do. Yeah. The max raid battle is normally four. We had five at our table. The, the whole thing was wild. So thanks to everybody who had me build the deck, who sent me things. I didn't use anybody's decks as is because apparently it had to be standard. Like it had to be playable and standard. So I had to pick. Certain like cards that have a D, E, and an F on them. Yeah, standard so people, legal. Yeah, yeah. It has people to be sending legal. you so people, expanded stuff. Yeah, people were sending me all sorts of stuff. So I I put together a deck, and I brought it. So I had my own deck. So I signed up for this max raid battle thing because I'm like, I kind of want to. I a it'd be a good thing for me to learn how to play the game because I have other people there who are supposed to help me teach how to play this game because I kind of remember, but I don't play it that often. There were five of us. There were myself, my friend Junie, who used to be a former Pokemon professor who doesn't run the TCG anymore. This cute 20 something couple and an eight year old. <laughs> and the eight year old is where things went off the rails a little bit because you could bring your own decks from home. So three of us had decks. The eight year old had their deck and presented it to the judge, and the judge. 
pulled it out and looked at it and said, I have to count all these cards. So he counts all the cards and he says, okay, well, you have 80. You can only have 60. Okay. So you can't use this deck. But they have, they have event decks. So my friend Junie got the Blastoise deck and they gave the eight-year-old the Lycanroc deck. So what's interesting about Max Raid Battles... Wait, wait, wait. You... Where did this kid come from? Is like parent playing yeah, with you? His, his parent, they just dropped him off. And they're like, good, he's got a babysitter for, for an hour and a half. Mm, you know Pokemon League, Where how out? parents do? Drop their kids for three hours yeah. while they do their own thing? He's next to Junie, who's a dad, thankfully, and the judge, who is used to kids, because I'm like, I am not dealing with this. This is already a nightmare scenario. For Max Raid Battles is all five of us take our turn at the same time. So we all set up and we all put things out and we all get prepared. And what's interesting is normally in the game you can only play one supporter per turn. True. Per turn. turn. But how it works is since we had five people, we could play up to five supporters. Didn't matter where they came from. Oh, okay. So if I... So if I had three good supporters, I could play three supporters. And you didn't have to play them on yourself. You could play them on other people. But as a group, you were limited to five supporters. Yes, but as a group, of course, you had to talk about what was advantageous, which is great when you have four adults. It falls apart when you have an eight-year-old who screams, I have a supporter, and slams it down and does the action on themselves. And then everybody's like, well, that's one used... (laughs) What other four? I got another one. Slime. Like, oh. <laughs> I love kids. Oh, boy. Love them. <laughs> oh, boy. So thankfully, the judge was really helping the kid because the kid also got a deck that he'd never seen before. And he's like, okay, well, you need to bring this up and you need to do this. So that was handled. So what happens is he brought out three cards. He's like, okay, you get to pick, randomly pick who you're... Judge is being the, like, Pikachu, right? The, or the yeah. whatever... So judge is being the boss. What, what, are we, what are we fighting? Are we fighting a Pikachu? So he says, okay, well, randomly pick. I don't know what the other two are, so I randomly pick for the group. And so we were fighting Espeon GX. Okay. And what's interesting about the way the game works is the boss doesn't have any health. The only way you win is by milling out the boss's deck so that on their turn, they can't pull another card. Mm. And so the boss has a deck of 40 cards and all energy gets attached immediately. And the boss has no hand size. Pulls, plays, pulls, plays, pulls, plays. And the only way to mill cards is for every 30 damage you manage to get stuck on the boss, a card gets exiled or put into the lost zone for each 30 points of damage that's done. The problem with this format is once all the energy of his deck was attached, it was just supporter chains. And so you just set one of his turn took half an hour as he went through the chain of supporter actions as he played them out. He's like, okay, I have to draw seven cards. Okay, so now I have seven cards. I have to play this down. Okay, this makes me draw three cards. I draw three more cards. Okay, so now I have to play these because he's not allowed to have a hand. And so literally at one point, a bunch of us left. We're like, well, this is taking half an hour. So we're going to go use the restroom. We're going to go get something to eat and come back and maybe his turn will be Wow, wow. Because one turn of the boss took forever. So anyways, 
first turn I've picked, you know, we did we did the whole thing. I have I have Rosalia out, everybody has the thing. I have Rowlet in the back. So does the damage. Would cause confusion, but I have Aroma uh the Aroma grass card that stops special conditions. So I'm the only person that's not confused at the table. Uh and then I have uh, a rare candy because I don't have any dark tricks in my deck, so I evolve my Rowlet to the newest Decidueye. And the ability on Decidueye is Deep Forest Camo, which prevents all damage done by V and GX Pokemon. And so I put it down and I looked at the judge and I said, am I reading this correctly? And he's like, oh, yep, I can't hurt you. And the only way we can lose is when your Pokemon gets knocked out, you pick one of your prizes. And if everybody at the table picks up all of their prizes, so if everybody goes through six Pokemon, we all lose. Mm. But at that point, it's like, well, I, I can't ever get knocked out. You can't hurt me. All of your attacks, mm-hmm. because it's from <laughs> Beyond GX, do nothing. There's one attack that says place uh, t- 10, 10 damage counters. So you had to put 100 damage on one of your Pokemon you got to pick. So I just loaded my bench up with things with high health. And when that randomly came up, I would just move them. And I just sat there doing 90 damage. I just had a handful of cards. And he'd look at me. He's like, okay, so what are you doing? I'm like, well, you know what I'm doing. I've been doing it for the last two hours. I'm doing 90 damage. How long did this game take? It took two and a half hours. That is called not fun. Did you have fun? I had a great time. Once the snowball started, because once you finally force it to discard the healing items out of its deck, then the turns just flew because it was like, I'm pulling cards, but nothing's helping. So once we got past the snowball part, it was super fun. And it was also super fun to, if you have a good group, like four of us were talking and talking about which supporters we'd use on each other, which Pokemon we're needing, what can we use, what can we do to help? Because there's no bench Pokemon for the boss. So boss's orders is on another player. So we everybody was like confused at the table. So I'm like, okay, well, I will use boss's orders on you. Force yours back to the bench. It will stop being confused. Then you can move it up. Mm. Or we can do this. So it was really interesting, fun strategy that way. But I was like, thanks to everybody who helped me build this deck because I was absolutely just, <laughs> I was always doing 90. I'm like, I can get rid of three cards every turn on my turn because it can't hurt me back. I'm yeah. just sitting here doing stuff. And then I got, I I went with Hisuian Lilligant. So I had the V-Star ability so I could search my deck for energy. So I just set myself up and I'm like, we're going to win. The, the biggest problem was trying to convince the kid. So at the last turn, we're like, if we all pass, we win. There's one card. He has to take five turns. There's one card. So he draws once and then cannot draw anymore. We win. So we're all like, we're we're passing. And the eight-year-old goes, never pass. I'm playing on. And we're like, nope. No, you're not. Oh, <laughs> we're, no, man. We're not. No. It, we said, if you do nothing, we win the game. And then he looked at his mom and his mom's like, He's like, okay, and then we won. 
But if you can, like, if you have a deck, so the what the judge said is the format is set up for tournaments where people are bringing competitive decks. So it goes really fast. Mm. They're trying to balance it for places like Gen Con where they give pre-constructed decks that aren't optimized in any way. Right. So for us, it took a really long time because most of us didn't have optimized decks that could have great supporters and are moving things around and are changing the stadiums around and doing all these things or blocking things from happening. Uh, so it did take a while. I mean, I, I had a great time. They are they do it at all these things. So if, like, if you want a different format and a uh, a competitive sort of way of playing, definitely do it. I had a great time. Thanks to everybody who helped me build this deck. I was the MVP at the table because nothing could touch me. I, f- I feel like your story gave me two feelings. One is the 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 main reason I stopped running a Pokemon League. Not because kids are bad, it's because parents are bad. Like, correct, I am not correct. here to babysit your child. I, yep. am, I am here to make sure games are going smoothly and people have their questions answered and there is a safe space for people to come and play Pokemon. This is not a daycare. So that was the first level of anxiety I've had when you told your story. The second is just playing with a stranger and not necessarily like a kid. But I feel like if you knew all five people in your group, that experience probably would have been significantly better versus like, oh, yeah, I have no clue who these two people are. And they're kind of ruining the mood. Yeah, I mean, we were lucky. They the other two were great. The kid. I mean, we knew we're in trouble. Like, you see my headphones here. He showed up to the table wearing these and he never took them off already in a loud space trying to communicate to the child was tough because half the time he's he was just like in his own world. Yeah. Which was fine. Um I I I think it's a super fun format. Um great if you like if you know all four people, it would be a blast. If you had competitive decks, it would take way less time than it took ours. Um but even then we all had a great time. You know, because we're all talking to each other, we're all seeing what our decks can do. We're all seeing what Pokemon we bring out. We're all talking about what's like, I have this supporter. What's the best use for the supporter? It was super fun in that way. And since I don't play the TCG hardly at all, I was like, I'm actually having a really good, like I can really do nothing but help everybody out. Cause I can't get knocked out. So I'm just here to support everybody else was like my ideal role in most sort of play games where we're all mm-hmm. working together I like Hell's I'll be here to support everybody um, but I had a great time thanks to everybody again for the deck suggestions I built a fun deck I had a good time there I would definitely do it again it cost six dollars but I got three tickets so I got a hat I got six dollars worth of hat mm. back super fun like and like I would even say if you're going to worlds and you're looking for something just like I want to sort of play this game but I don't want to I don't know how to build or craft a deck for like a draft look into max raid battles because I'm sure it is a it. very it's a very helpful team based event that takes a lot of the stress out of it you're just there to have a good time fighting against the judge and whatever like I know the other one of the other ones is Mewtwo we we saw that one I don't know what the third was. Probably a Pikachu. Probably a Pikachu. Cool. All 
All right, well, we got some more Pokemon news. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we will get that covered. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, your content, your time, your love. Yeah. All of it. I have uh, recently had an idea for what is going to become a very, very popular website. And I believe Squarespace can help me to make this happen. It's going to be a website where people can take their favorite photos of shiny zigzagoons in the wild and upload them. And then you just scroll and you just see all the shiny zigzagoons that people have caught throughout the world. I'm in. I'm into this. I have some. There you go. So I can use Squarespace's many features to promote and uh, provide quality services for my customers. We can have blog posts. Easily done in Squarespace. We can have email updates, weekly digests come out, top 10 zigs in the wild that go. we saw in the campaign. <laughs> All of the things we can do, we can, we'll have to have a social media empire, obviously, because we'll have to start up a TikTok for people setting up, you know, Pratt Falls, things that went wrong trying to get the perfect mm-hmm. picture. All of those will happen on TikTok under whatever we're calling this name name negotiable. Well, yeah, like right? when you when you use the AR feature and it doesn't quite get where your floor is and all of a sudden yeah, yeah. you have some yeah, <laughs> Pokemon like hanging floating. in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm into this. And, you know, all of these things are easily done through Squarespace. Easily done. You can head over to squarespace.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T for your free trial and when you're ready to launch, use offer code P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. But you can't have the Zigzagoon website. Will already took that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we are back from our break. There was a new Wild Area event. I don't know if it's because sword and shield is almost three years old or if they've like they were like three days is not enough so let's make these events like 10 days now but this is the second time because the Merrill event was what 10 days but the they, they did- yeah I, I think they understand like oh it's people aren't necessarily paying attention so we need to get mm-hmm. the word out yeah and let people figure it out and then get on yeah so so there's a grim snarl event happening right now in pokemon sword and pokemon shield Grimstar was a very, very good competitive Pokemon, uh, and so I, 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 th- I would assume the reason that Grimstar was picked, yeah, I mean, Meryl was picked because it was like Water Week or whatever, yeah, is because it does overlap into the uh, World Championships. So I think that that wasn't like a coincidence that it was Grimstar. Grimstar easily top ten competitive Pokemon throughout Sword and Shield. Uh, it started on Thursday. It will run until august 21st so that that is the last day of worlds and yeah i i did expect them to run a max rate event during worlds because of course why why would they not they they love to put everything on the same exact weekend uh but them starting this really them them starting this a little bit early and doing that 10 days 
it is great. I I wish we could be saying that like two years ago. I wish we. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. But uh, yeah, Grim Snarls and Raids. There's a two percent chance for a shiny one. Um, it is a hundred two percent shiny chance in five star raids. I did make a a helpful infographic on Instagram and, and Twitter and all that stuff to check that out. Not the best odds because normally. In a five-star raid, sometimes there's other Pokemon, so you can just ignore all those other Pokemon. In this case, since all the five-star promoted are Grimmsnarl, you have to check all of them to see if they're shiny or not. But still, it was it was it was fun to go back because I missed the last couple raid events either because of travel, short time, already had that Pokemon. It was fun to go back this past weekend and just do some raids with people. Um, and yeah, I, I ended up getting a shiny on the first, you know, hour of, of checking dens and it's still going as of this recording. So that's, that's up. Go get your Grim Snarl. It's a good shiny too. Yeah. I got a shiny Grim adamant nature prankster. I'm set. I'm going to worlds. <laughs> I didn't tell Steve I'm flying. I'm last minute qualifier. I got the last piece of the puzzle. I mean, most, and most, I'm it, it is a very physical Pokemon. Most people are not running, you know, the attack part of Crimsnarl, but yeah, could. they'll never see it coming. Will That's they? true. That's They're true. all like, oh, it's going to set up shields. Oh my gosh, it's murdering us. <laughs> what is the happening? Secret. That's and the secret. And I will be the Pikachu of the, the, of the whole thing. They'll be like, oh, you remember that? You remember that electric squirrel thing that happened? Nothing. It was Pachirisu, not Pikachu. You're hitting them with those no. spirit breaks left and right. They'll just No, it was follow the finger. It was follow me. Which yes. is not what it's called in English. It's, uh, it's just follow me in follow English, me. isn't it? Yeah. So that's happening right now in Sword and Shield. Uh, there is a new Build a Bear promotion, which uh, Will and I saw uh, as we did Community together. Uh, there is a Build-A-Bear 25th Anniversary Pikachu plush. They, oh, it's to celebrate Build-A-Bear's 25th Anniversary. I was going to say, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we discussed this one week when you were out. Oh, okay, okay. That, that, that is available. Um, and they, they, they did have them at Build-A-Bear. They were there. We saw them. Uh, the, I would recommend no one shop at Build-A-Bear on a Saturday. Uh, oh, there was a line out the door. Yeah. I will say the non-winking one, which is the red one, I think is the better one. Definitely. Oh, you don't like the wink? And the purple. I didn't like the wink, nah. This is too forward for you? You're like, well, I like no, my Pikachu's more standoff. No, but it's the, the concept to me the, of like, if my stuffed creature has a permanent facial expression, <laughs> it's like uh, for all eternity, you can only see out of one eye. Yeah. No, I did. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it only can see out of one eye. It has to close. I mean, that's to see that's o- that's okay. But if I have the ability to choose which one to bring to life, <laughs> I'm gonna bring the one that's looking staring at me with two cold, dead, empty eyes. Sure, that makes sense. A collaboration, years in the making. I'm sure no one saw it coming. Pokemon.com. Billionaire Boys Club and Pokemon Collection now available. The BBC, as it's short for, Billion Billionaire Show. Billionaire Boys Club celebrates the legacy of Pokemon with a capsule collection founded by Pharrell Williams. BBC Ice Cream is a clothing and accessory brand that has influenced countless pockets of fashion. Their words. 
Not mine. Uh, they have also influenced music design and culture. The Billionaire Boy Club slash Pokemon Capsule Collection is now available for purchase at BBC flagship stores across the U.S., Europe, Japan, Hong Kong, and online starting on August 12th. I will say, as we're reading this, their collection sold out in about 15 minutes online. How come we don't have one of these at the Mall of America? Yeah, that's a good The question. only two in the United States, I believe, are in... Looks like New York and Miami. Yes, New York and Miami. Uh, I was going to say Orlando, and I was like, no, it's like the big cities very south of Florida. Uh, until this moment. <laughs> uh-huh. Until this collaboration happened, I had never heard of Billionaire Boy nope. Club. You, uh, no I clue. looked it up. It started, I think, uh, 13 years ago by Pharrell Williams. I know who Pharrell... Pharrell <laughs> I know who Pharrell Williams is. Is he one of them get happy singers? Yes. I will also say, not to judge anyone. (laughs) He's done so much more. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to put this out here. He's not a billionaire. His net worth is $250 million. Oh, now you're just pulling out receipts left and right. Look. <laughs> well, you know be, what? Don't if that's be aspirational. True. Don't be aspirational. Be real. It, it could have been called Millionaire Boys Club, but no. nobody wants to be a millionaire anymore. But of all people in this world who should be billionaires, I think Pharrell deserves yeah. to be a billionaire. The man through work brings joy and pleasure to so many people for so long. Yeah. I mean, the dude's been in the business for over give, 20 years. Give give Pharrell most of Jeff Bezos' money. Jeff Bezos brings joy to nobody. Jeff Bezos does nothing except steal other people's stuff and take credit for it. Correct. Give it to give it to Pharrell. That's our new hashtag give it to Pharrell. Yes. Uh, collection included, I'll say included because it's sold out. Because it's gone. A baby. reverse knit Pikachu sweater. Okay. Let me stop I'll here. I'll make you one of those. Let me stop here. I will say the Pikachu sweater was probably one of the better things they offered. Not because it was reversible. I think it's a really bad reversible sweater. I think it's it's bad. Uh, but that Pikachu sweater was also like $160. A Pikachu hoodie, a Flying Bee Pokemon tee, a Mewtwo BBC Arch logo, a Starfield Pikachu tote bag, and a Pokemon rug. There wasn't... It wasn't... I mean, when they say capsule, it's like a small set. It was... Pretty small. It's seven items. No, I'm sorry. The 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 hoodie with the standard Pikachu fighting PNG that they used, which to be fair, they have to get approval from the Pokemon company for designs and stuff, uh, was $160. The reversible hoodie sweater, not hoodie, no hood. The reversible sweater was $275. I'll make you one. Don't worry about it. And it 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 looks good until you reverse it. Then it looks bad. What do you mean? Then it looks bad. What? It looks like it. It l- looks terrible. It didn't no, look it good to begin with. <laughs> no, they both look fine. No, because it, it's just a giant Pikachu head, and then some Japanese text on an all black sweater, and then when you reverse it, you just get this weird yellowish cover color on the body but then you still get a black neckline black sleeves and then you see the obvious seams that connect the sleeves to the body and that in itself makes it look bad it's called fashion 
when I knit it for you, there will be no seams because I know how to knit without seams. Uh, <laughs> so mine will cost you $500. I think the Pikachu on the tote bag looked good. The, look- the best product is the tote bag. Yes. And I wish the they put that on a shirt. This. Yeah. Although I'm still under like the mindset that t-shirts are like $20. But in reality, in the last like five years, t-shirts have crept up to like $25. And then like designer t-shirts They're, are like... They've crept up to 30 You think they're 30 now? Oh, they are 30 now. We were just at Hot Topic. We should have checked t-shirt prices. Well, but they didn't have any t-shirts we wanted. It's true. They had like no Pokemon stuff at Hot Topic. Not No longer hot. No longer a no. topic. But we did go over to Box Lunch and almost bought a slow cooker. <laughs> they did have style. the Pokemon slow cooker. The yes. Pokemon slow cooker. Why is was there not fire. a Pokemon rice maker? If there was a Pokemon rice maker, I would have snapped oh, that would, up so would, fast in a heartbeat. Take it, take it home. It could look like any of the Pokemon. Let me put rice in your mouth and get hot rice out. I want to say. Very, it's very often I come on this program and say that I'm wrong because I'm 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 almost never wrong. Oh, oh boy! But I want to come on this show and say I was wrong about emblems in Pokemon Unite. They're pretty good, but they're Vindication! they're good I in the set. Okay, I but, said to you, but they you, they wait, are. Greg, the you, you said that they the were eye. bad. You said they were ruining the game. They did not. I remember mm. this. I said that. I do too. <laughs> they are, though, like pay to win in a sense of you can buy, like, you're only, you can put so much time in Unite and get like five. And then if you do the like purple thing, which is two bucks or four bucks or however much gem to whatever, it's 200 gems, which is like, I actually think it's like closer to $4. You can earn those emblems faster. Yeah. It's still random which ones you get. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's harder to say that it's pay to win through that than it was through the items that you could literally pay money to yes, increase. I, I, I will, like, I will, come on. I will say that it's like, I, I, always, I have always agreed that like Unite's not really pay to win compared to something like a Clash Royale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like you could pay as much money as you want in, in Unite for um, held items and for emblems. But if one of your players decides to sit in the base the entire 10 minutes, it doesn't matter how much money you've spent. Correct. You're going to lose. One person can shank that game real good. And yeah, you can like report them. Did I feel like a more powerful player by putting on emblems? Yes. But that still doesn't change the overall teamwork needed in Unite, which I think is like that which fine line I, of like pay yeah. to win or not pay to win because like I could get more emblems but I still, if I still think back of situations that like, oh I lost that, I don't think winning that would have changed the outcome of the match because it was more of team positioning and goals than it was like Oh, if I if I was like slightly stronger, we wouldn't have lost. It's like no, we I would have won that little interaction, but I don't right. think that would have like changed the tide of the outcome of the match. I, I I think emblems overall are good for the game. 
Yes. I think that gives I think they give a level of control to your play style. I think it gives you customability some some customizing options. I think they're kind of fun. They're releasing a new slate apparently, like more are coming. So like I expect them to expand out the emblems and I think it is good for people who play the game a lot. It is an interesting aspect that as a new player, like Teamwork and knowing, like, okay, do you want to hear the thing that made me so mad last night? Yes, we played together. This is after. Oh, this okay. Is at, <laughs> this is this is one in the morning. There is a player who is playing with Champ, whose name, username was Rotate to Dread. Okay. Guess what they didn't do? <laughs> Take a guess to what they did not do that entire game <laughs> before you answer before you tell me what they did or did not do i played with them a champ season one and their name i played with them multiple times they were just a random person that would get queued up they were a machamp player their name was i stole zapdos and i would say every time i played the game <laughs> they did exactly what their name stated See? See? This is what I needed from Rotate to Dread. I had to walk away. I was so mad. I'm like, at finally, one person I could count on to Rotate to Dread, not once. Look, I, I, I have not played League of Legends. Uh, I have not played Dota 2. I have not played Heroes of the Storm. I have not played Smite. I'm trying to think of the big MOBAs. But when, when Greg and I played last night, we were in a group of three, meaning we would get paired with either two solo people or a duo. And I think I think squads of two and three are the best for Unite. Because if you squad with five, you're going to get paired against five. And you can't squad with four. Um, yeah. You can only do... Which you can, is so weird. Probably for the best. I don't know. So what I have... What I noticed is a lot of um, duos will want to claim the top lane. And when I duo, mostly because I play Cramorant, I, they recommend Cramorant for the top, but like I will want to take top because then I know that at least 50% of the top lane is going to rotate to Dread. Yep. Every, I think Greg and I played like five matches. And of the four out of five matches, we got duos that both claimed the top lane. They're all different duos. And none of them rotated to Dread, which is like, for a game that's been out for a year, and for like two people to be like, I want this lane, I just don't understand. I, I don't get it. The, I, 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 <laughs> I just. I don't get I, people who argue that Rotom is more important. The thing that makes me frustrated about it is Rotom can be stopped. Rotom is to distract the, the the other team to make them think they have to stop this from scoring because it only scores two. And Rotom is only important if you have a bunch of people lined up behind it who can make big dunks. But if you go rotate to Dread, you kill your team gets Dread. You get such a huge experience boost that it doesn't care if Rotom scores because you can... Overpower. Overlevel and overpower the other people who are coming behind to score. Like, it makes... no. And I've heard so many people like, oh, well, Rotom is more important because it does points. It's like, 
Rotom is the distraction. Rotom is there to get you to do other things so that the other team is free to steal your jungle because you're trying to stop this thing from scoring. It, it, it can be stopped. It is the it is so unimportant in the layers of the game until end game because what you kind of want to do is be the last people to get Rotom to send it down so they have to decide are we going to give an open thing or are we going to try to take zap and in 100 percent of the time it's take zap it's it's it literally zap. a distraction it always take zap it's because if you take zap it doesn't matter what those 20 points are right it it, it what, but I, what i don't me. get is those people are so adamant about taking rotom that like that i don't uh, one how many matches are you winning two like if you think about the 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 situation somewhat logically which maybe no one is doing like if you think that you are the strongest player on your team if you think you are the best player on your team, which which I I never think I am, like I I'm, I'm always <laughs> I like, support people. Yeah, but but if if you are that person that thinks you are the better player on the team, then wouldn't ideally you want to take dread because dread gives a boost to everyone, so you can be yeah. like this picks up the slack. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it's the same people who go to, in my opinion, from my experience, I played a lot of matches. Maybe not as much as, you know, some hardcore Unite players. But the the people who also focus on Rotom, I see that they never go to Audino. And if you were to ever watch my Twitch stream, I'll like, I'll pan, I'll be like, these Audinos are still up. These Audinos are still up. These Audinos. Like, as soon as Audino is, like, I don't think they also understand the mechanics of why Audino spawns. Audino spawns as your comeback mechanic. Yeah. They only spawn when you lose that base. And it's okay to lose that top or bottom first base. Because Audino gives you so much more yeah. experience yeah. than the combies or the core fish. Like, the odd, like as soon as Audino spawns, you should be taking it, given that there's not an, another objective. And as soon as you take it, they, they will then spawn again. It is literally the comeback mechanic to get you to level appropriately. So, like, the whole, like, is there some value in Rotom? Yeah, sure. But, like, again, yeah. if you're a player that thinks, like, you're the best player... Giving everyone on your team experience lets lets you like ensure that your your plays matter because like ev- then it's picking up everyone's slack. I also don't understand like do the people that like strongly believe in Rotom have they never just like looked at a YouTube video or looked at a Twitch stream or like looked at <laughs> any guide to like there is not a single top performer in Unite that will argue that Rotom is better. There's not like we are going into the world championships this weekend. There's not a single one of those people on stage that will tell you that Rotom is better. Are you sure not a single one of them uh, might maybe one lie? lie. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the thing that I, I, I like and people are like, well, I don't want to leave one person up there because they're going to they're going to score. A little they can't take Rotom by themselves before everybody else comes up yeah you can leave one person up there but you even even if you left one person up there. up there to like defend against two then it's four versus three at the bottom yeah and but like, like if all five of you go down and there's four of on their team you have the advantage leave the one person up there it's fine it's just i don't i don't get it i don't with that being said, emblems doesn't change any no. of that. <laughs> emblems doesn't change any any of it. Emblems is is a deep emblem. I feel like emblems is the EVs of 
yes. unite. Yes, like, and, you and can the, the other you thing that I've noticed with, with emblems is no one understands how they work. Like, no. Unite itself did such a poor job. Does not explain at all. So, the, the quick explanation I can give is that you probably want to focus on two colors. Um, and if you're not sure what colors to focus on, like, the, the probably the best color that applies to everyone is black. Um, and then if you're... Uh, the top, really the top are black, white, green, and red. Yeah. That's so it. Ideally, ideally pick two colors and slot in emblems that will get you those two colors. So for black, it is three, I think it's three, five, and seven. So three, ideally, five, and seven. you want seven emblems that give you black. You want, you want either three or five. If you have four and you can't get it to five, three is okay. Four does not give you any. Three, five, no. seven. The same for, I think, blue is two, four, six. So again, two gives you a small boost. Four gives you a, a medium boost. Six gives you a large boost. Five gives you just the same boost that four does, right? Yeah. Like you want to, like you want to fill in those circles. Once you get the two or three colors you want, or maybe just one color because you don't have enough emblems, then you start tweaking those emblems for your attack, your special attack, your crit, your HP. So, for example, you could want a more HP-focused build. So you might switch out like, oh, Zubat gives attack, but Golbat gives HP. They're both black. I'm going to switch out Zubat for Golbat. Oh, Tentacruel gives special attack and is black and, and blue, but Victory Bell gives uh, physical attack and that's black and green. I'm going to switch out Victory Bell for... So once... Okay, but the green col- special attack. The green colors attack. are way more important yeah. than the numbers you see. Right. And that's that's the best I can give in an audio podcast of like, worry about the colors first. And then worry about the the number get, stuff. Get second. your color blocks done, and then fine tune from there. And it's okay That's, that you, the 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 numbers might not seem super great off the bat. Those colors have so much weight compared yeah. to the numbers you're looking yeah. at. Just worry about the yep. color. Worry about filling Just in. Just worry those about colors. the colors, and also like tr- pay attention to if you're a special attacker, if you're a melee attacker, like those things matter in your decision making but not as much as what big block of color am i going to use i do think the benefit the un the not talked about benefit of emblems is because you can customize your playstyle a little bit more with them um it lets you change the held items more yes. so for example i i cannot stand lucario players but a lot of Lucario players <laughs> run attack weight. And so they probably want to heavily invest in speed so they can get to where they want to dunk. Um, but there could be a Lucario players that don't care about att- attack weight. And so they might just invest in like attack instead. So it, t- it took... I played Shell Bell a lot with Cramorant all season one. And then Shell Bell kind of got nerfed, and then people started moving to Focus Band Cramorant. And now with the changes with Emblems, I could run Shell Bell again, even though yeah. it was nerfed, but it feels good again to use. I'm contemplating getting rid of 
experienced share to bring back Shell Bell for my Elder Glass. I, I'm thinking about it. Um, because the thing is, like, we are still trying to figure out what movement speed actually does. And when it kicks in and when it kills, because movement speed doesn't apply when you're in combat. It's a little question. It's like, okay, so when does movement speed really kick in? How long does it last? What is the improvement really giving you? Uh, because attack, I used to use it a lot. I mean, I use experience chair quite a bit because it's also a big HP boost, but I'm contemplating swapping it out to see how it feels because I don't feel that movement speed is really helping me anymore because I feel like I'm constantly now, even as support, having to be in combat. Um, and that is not a movement speed doesn't do anything at that point. Yeah. And the, 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 the main complaint is like, you have to play a lot to get emblems. Yep. And if you're, I, I would, <laughs> I would maybe argue if you're not having a good time playing to unlock emblems, I don't think emblems are going to dramatically change your experience. <laughs> They're not, they don't, they I aren't agree. big enough change. They're not. Um, I just it for me it was just a little bit frustrating because like I I have perfected my Cramorant build, but I I could change out one emblem for a different emblem. I think it's Slowbro, and there's it's it's just pulling the gotcha machine and being like this isn't Slowbro, this isn't Slowbro, this isn't Slowbro, and like it's frustrating because it's like I know how to make my build better, and there's what ninety emblems, and I'm not getting the one I need. Um, uh, there, there's no way they're not introducing more in September. Right? Oh yeah, like, I'm there's sure, no, I, way. there's no way they're stopping at Dugong. <laughs> like, right. uh, we ran out of ideas after we Dugong. Ideas. <laughs> what else can we do? Like, there's going to be at least 151 by the end of the year. Man, if only they made more Pokemon after Dugong, we could maybe. <laughs> uh, but they didn't. Oh, well. Greg is here, and you're probably like, oh, I want to hear Greg's thoughts on Scarlet and Violet. We did that. Uh, that that bonus episode is available to Patreon subscribers, um, and it's available on Apple Podcasts to the subscribers there. If you want to listen to it for free, Apple Podcasts offers a two-week free trial. Um or for bonus episodes, so you can listen to the episode with Greg, or any of the old episodes as well. Uh, also, both Patreon subscribers and Apple Podcast subscribers get ad-free versions of the show every week. So your $5 a month gets you bonus episodes and ad-free versions um, of all the episodes. So if you want to listen to that, obviously like we're not restricting Scarlet and Violet stuff to bonus episodes. It's just we had a... <laughs> I just was in Gen Con. Yeah. Gen, uh yeah, Greg was at Gen Con. We did a two hour show with Will and Pengu and gave you an extra hour this week. Um and there wasn't really any extra Scarlet and Violet stuff <laughs> at all. <laughs> I think anything we missed in the first podcast Greg and I covered in the second, so I believe so, yes. Um, I have theories. I have theories. Somebody's listening right now being like, I want to hear Greg's thoughts. <laughs> like, we uh, we did it. <laughs> we did it. I'm there. I'm out. Look, it, last week was a very light podcast week for me because both of my main shows didn't, I wasn't in, but I didn't leave people alone. I guest starred on a podcast. So just look for my stuff. I think we're wrapping up with news here. Uh, Cigna suit Steven and Deoxys in Pokemon Masters EX. Uh, why They always do Steven right before something good. They do. They love <laughs> using Steven as the bait. 
story wise, well, no, the real bait, the real bait is they're bringing back Archie and Maxie. Yeah, they even they even they even call it they even call it bait. They call it the run up to the third anniversary. (laughs) They're even telling you bigger and better things are coming, and you're gonna pull. On Arch- I, like, now like, that I finally Arch- explains that meme because yeah. <laughs> the meme did not say Pokemon Masters; it just said Pokemon Players, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I mean, I I do. I tried to pull Looker. I didn't get Looker. I tried uh-huh. to pull Steven Deaxis. I didn't get Deaxis. I may try one pull oh, to I'm finally saving. get Archie. But have you done the Looker battle in? Mm-mm. Masters. No, no, no. I just log in. I just get my gems. I am I am I'm waiting for this anniversary. The looker battle is the hardest thing I have ever done in that game, and I haven't even done part two. It That's took weird. Me hours I don't to think... figure out a good way to do the looker battle. Looker has never had a Pokemon in any of the games, has he? Uh not that you battle. Not that you battle. I think he's always had Krogunk. Yes. Krogunk is his partner, but I don't think I've ever seen him fight with it. But yeah, you fight in Masters, and uh, you are in you are in for a world of hurt. This was sent in by Kevin slash Buskoy in our Slack. KFC China is running a Pokemon toy promotion for Children's Day, where a meal comes with a Pikachu or a Psyduck toy. Uh, the Psyduck toy has gone viral on social media, given its dancing capabilities, and is listing for up to two hundred dollars at the moment. Uh, there's your. It, it Did is, you watch the video? Yeah, that, it is really cute. Oh my! I I'm like, do I want? Do I hunt this down because it is so cute? But it is really cute. To piggyback off that news, I believe uh, Pokemon stuff is coming back to McDonald's. I think it's already in McDonald's Canada right now. You know, Pokemon stuff has always done really well at McDonald's, given any of the time frames it has appeared. Uh, the last time it appeared, Pokemon card. And card scalpers were at an all-time high. And that McDonald's Pikachu was going for about $80 resale value. That same Pikachu is going for about 15 right now, uh, current day as of this podcast. While I, I, I do still think that it might be difficult in some areas to get these cards, it should be night and day difference compared to the last time uh, there was a McDonald's promotion. So... There are still cards, um, and I believe there are toys, uh, but I did not see a listing of the toys. Uh, I'm sure probably by next week or the week after we'll have more details on that. Um, but yeah, uh, a McDonald's, McDonald's Pokemon stuff. Oh, and then somebody on Reddit, there, <laughs> out of all the stores to sell this early... Cole's department store had the 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 booster packs. <laughs> they put them out on shelf early. I don't think they're supposed to go on sale until September first. But Cole's, I don't. know, Maybe they had Cole's cash. You know, my Cole's Cole's plays by their own rules. They have their own so. currency. They have everything. <laughs> there's, there's gonna be there's gonna be a society one day that's just all operated all by Coles, and the only currency that they use is Coles cash. Coles cash. My mom lives off Coles cash, and I'm like, I you know that's a scam, right? <laughs> no, it's not. It's more valuable than the dollar. What's the Coles cash to the USD conversion rate right now? I bet Look, you the dollar is weaker. 
I'm going to buy flannel shirts. <laughs> I'm going to buy flannel shirts at Kohl's. I might as well turn that Kohl's cash right back around to buy more flannel shirts. <laughs> Anyways, they <laughs> they had the booster packs uh, that somebody got at Kohl's early. They put they opened up all the cards. They posted on Reddit. It is a it is a set. Um, it is also like spooky Pokemon. It's like Phantom, Pumpkaboo, Esper, um, Hatterene, uh, Grimmsnarl. Uh, I don't think any of the cards in that set looked incredibly rare. They just look like fun Halloween cards. So hopefully now that the set list is out there, scalpers aren't going and buying a bunch of these with the thoughts that there's there's no Charizard in the set. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying there's no Charizard. There is no reason that you would buy the set without your own personal enjoyment or the enjoyment of giving them to trick-or-treaters who come to your door. I, I, um, I, I don't think... <laughs> You buying these with the expectation of maybe there's something secretly rare that you could resell. Uh, we know that that's not the case anymore. They're just, it's like 30 ghost slash, the, the, the real crime is there's no Zubat in the set. That's the real crime. Mm. You know, Zubat, mm. a very spooky, very Halloween Pokemon. That's that's the real, the real devastation there, so... I think I'm going to buy it. If I can find the the booster packs, I'm going to buy it probably just for myself, just to keep a couple, put them next to my well, ancient There's a right across the river, right next to the yeah, Walmart. That's true. There's a lot of Coles. They will be at Target, too. Yeah. Like, let's be real. And I might buy an extra set. Oh, well, I, they, I don't think they listed the price now that I'm thinking about it. But I suppose the if. The bundle will cost $14.99. Oh, for 30 booster packs? That is what uh, yeah. the Poke Beach is saying. They're three-card yeah. booster packs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you bought 30 booster packs at the Dollar Tree, that's going to be 30 bucks. Well, there's 40 booster packs. 40 for 15? Yes. Oh, that's fun. Maybe it, it pays for itself at that point. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I don't know. Like, the thing is, I, I when I, I did trick-or-treating once, as in like giving out candy to kids... And I felt like I ran out pretty quickly, but also I felt like I didn't have that many kids like visit. I don't. That's what, po- that's portion control in your. I know. It's but one. Candy you were giving out kid. like handfuls. <laughs> you get one. You you get one. One, one smarty. No more. No one M M&M and M out of this packet of M and M's. What? No. N- number one. Don't give out smarties at Halloween. <laughs> Nobody wants them. I want them. No, oh, buy them. Good. Buy them yourself. Smarties are fine. They are not a Halloween candy. Mini Snickers are a Halloween candy. Mini, Mini bars are a Halloween candy. Uh, what are those candy corns? If a candy corn, I love candy corn. No, We're no, heading no, into no, danger. No, candy, no, candy corn is not. I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> you you consume it around Halloween time. You do not pass it out to trick or treaters. They do not want it. Do you ever have sugar the- daddies? No. What if you want to win Halloween? You go to Costco and buy the full size yes packs yes that are that are less expensive at Costco. Hmm. And then you win because everybody's like, that is the greatest house ever. Don't hurt them. Don't throw toilet paper at them. Don't smash their pumpkins. Leave them alone because they are full. That's a full size house. Okay. So did you, what, what's like the weirdest trick or treat thing you guys have ever gotten or seen? Like maybe like nieces or nephews. I've gotten a toothbrush before 
like uh, lived I in mean, a neighborhood a de- with like in, dentists, as, and as they a gave kid, out toothbrush. I had a dentist in my neighborhood, so we got mm. toothbrush and toothpaste every year. And that sort of smug look when you went to the house, and you're like, "Well, I'm not going to not go." No, I mean, I, I, know I didn't mind that. I thought that I think that's like a pretty good like. I would rather take a brand new toothbrush than like candy corn. I ain't gonna he, eat the candy look, corn. I don't know what arsenic he's laced in that toothpaste yeah, or exactly. on that toothbrush. <laughs> there, like, there's razor blades and apples, and there's arsenic on toothpaste. <laughs> None of it's to be trusted. I have, it's not in a sealed package from. I've gotten a an apple before trick or treating. I've gotten the I've gotten the whole like here's a whole apple in your bag. I've gotten that before. My next door neighbor used to make popcorn balls, okay. which I loved. I've gotten like pennies, uh, also laced with cyanide. Also laced with cyanide. Have you gotten like pennies from like the old lady? I've gotten that before. No, no. Well, they used to make us do the UNICEF thing, and I would always just never do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm already asking you for food. I'm not asking you for money on top of asking you for food. This is already embarrassing enough. We, none of us like this transaction the way it is. I would say, along the lines of my fundamental rule, which I was trying to express before, is don't give out candy at Halloween that somebody wouldn't purchase at any other time of the year. I did have one older couple in my neighborhood that gave out those Werther Originals, which my parents yeah. loved that I would not touch with that, a 10-foot pole. No. Um, so, like, Necco wafers. Necco wafers are a punishment disguised as a candy. Yeah, they are. Oh, Necco. Oh, you saying you would rather take the toothbrush. <laughs> Yes. I would rather take the arsenic toothbrush than a Necco wafer any day. Okay. And I will tell you the, the absolute worst thing that you can give out on Halloween. The McDonald's coupon books. Oh, guess that was what? an affront to nature. <laughs> no kid is driving themselves books. to oh, man, that always made to me use mad. those coupons. <laughs> I would love this. No, that, that infuriated me. You would You're... love it at your current age when you're seven and you can't get yourself to McDonald's. They're worthless. Okay, what worthless. do you mean by coupon book? Are you like, because I, okay, first off, coupon book, I haven't thought about one of those since I was like 14. And but I'm thinking they like haven't met Gen Con. I know you've thought about them since you were 14. Yeah, I guess Gen Con's book has coupons in it's it. It's a coupon mm-hmm. book. But I'm thinking like the like the check size coupon book yep. that you yep. would yeah. get at like the yeah. school for like thirty five dollars yeah. with like two hundred dollars worth of savings. Yeah. Is that what they they're giving that- out? Yeah, they used to, they give those out for McDonald's. Well, Many versions of those. Yes, mm. and it was hot garbage in my bag. Hot garbage. Because not only are you not only are you not giving me food, which is the entire point why I'm there, you're giving me a coupon to get food somewhere else for money I don't have as a child. Well but it's it's not it's worse than that. Right? Because as a child, I'm not going to go on my own to use the coupon. And if my parent were to take me I am never going to remember to bring that stupid <laughs> coupon book. True. <laughs> Waste of money. It's an insult to Halloween is what that is. Yeah, it was very rare That's that I got the full candy bar. But the full candy bar was yeah. very memorable. Well, that's the full, that's the because full Big bar? Halloween has yeah. deceived people into thinking that the mini candy bars are better. They're not. They're worse. 
But I I was the kid, and I'm I still am this person where like I don't want the like I made this kind of thing. I want the like sealed mm-hmm. in package. I want that. I like I appreciate that you put effort into making like a bag of popcorn. I don't trust that. I don't trust your packaging. I got another rule. You trust unregulated candy <laughs> over your sweet next door neighbor lady who who is bleeding from her fingers from all the work she yeah, made this making is, that. This is sweet the year drink. that she finally lost it and has decided to destroy all the kids in the neighborhood who keep tossing their balls over her fence. Here, true. An- another Will Anderson rule of Halloween: If you are so cheap that. You're going to buy a bag of Hershey's Kisses uh-huh. and give each kid one Hershey's Kiss? Oh, you're Or like you're going to buy a thing of Andy's Candies and give each kid one and Just don't bother. Yeah, don't bother. Turn your lights off. Exactly. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so, First of all, Hershey Kisses are the cheapest, worst chocolate, and you're only giving one. Like, just admit you hate everybody and mm-hmm. your life is mm-hmm. miserable. But, but to we, be fair, like, it's expensive now to give kids can or like to like part be a house that participates in Halloween feels expensive. All in or all out, correct? It's in yeah, between, exactly. Garage, you are not. You are just a target at that point. At, be honest. We turn our lights off. We close all the blinds. We hide in the back. And we hiss at the children that walk through our neighborhood, never, never looking at them in the eye. Rule number three. <laughs> and let me see if I can express this the right way. If you as a parent are not willing to drive your kid to Edina, Lake Harriet, Lindale, I think is the name of the place, right? Where the rich people and the rich houses <laughs> yeah. are spending money on candy. Your kids deserve what they get. Yep. The cheap garbage candy. But do you think that's like bad because now you're taking more kids into a neighborhood they don't belong? It's called These are billionaires. Living. They've got candy factories in their basements. They're yeah. not impinging on their lifestyle. Jeff Bezos can really afford to give kids candy bars. Yeah, I he mean, like, give a, every kid in America a candy factory and not even bat an eye, not even see a dent in his income. Yeah, I feel like it, like Halloween has definitely become a luxury for houses because I'm thinking like, oh, I want to give out the booster packs, and so if I like again, I have no clue how many kids or what to expect in my neighborhood because I I wasn't here. I literally moved here the day after Halloween, so if I spend what forty five dollars? That's a hundred and twenty packs. Mm-hmm. Is that is that too much? Is that too little? That is probably too many. You think yeah. that's too many? Yes. Uh, it's hard to. I I don't know the kid makeup in your neighborhood. Here's the thing: if you're if you are a person with no children, this is a this is just a loss for you. It's not even mm-hmm. an exchange of mm-hmm. goods. Oh, I see what you're saying. How I see what you're saying. Halloween is just for other families with kids because at that point you're just swapping food. Right. It's like, it's, a it's like the it's like the uh the exchange at Christmas where everyone right. gets each other a twenty dollar gift card, right. but really nothing happened. Well, yeah. If you are if you are a childless couple, Halloween is a lose lose for you. It's just like what, property oh, taxes paying yeah. for public education. I yeah. get nothing out of that. I get nothing out of this. 
except for a place for kids to go. So what you do as an adult with no children is you close everything down and you go to the gay bars because it's gay Christmas. Yeah. And you'll have the best time of your life because the gays know how to do Halloween and you'll have plenty of tricks and treats at the bar that meet your needs. But I see what you're saying. Like, you send your kids out, they get like $50, $60 worth of candy. You gave out like $50 worth of candy. It's a wash. It's a wash. I see. Speaking of a wash, question of the week. Have to believe in the question. Mm. The question of the week. A sweet angel has been taken from us. Also, Chris sent in the uh, the BBC uh, Billionaire Boys. Billionaire Boys Club. Say it out loud. Say the whole thing. Uh, this is from Franco from our Slack. What makes a Pokemon town good slash memorable, and which one is your favorite? I mean, my favorite's always the same. I want to live and exist in Sutopolis. We do answer this question like once every six months. Uh, and what makes so what makes a town memorable is either it has a unique feature. It's the same as in the real world. It has a unique feature. It has a cool gym or it has exciting things to do. If your town has none of those, you live in a bad town. Yeah. Tutopolis had has Wallace, then Juan, and a hidden cavern with a legendary at the bottom. It's got everything. Mm. And it's isolated, so people ha- really have to work to get there. These are, Exclusivity is my jam. I'm a big fan of Castelia. It's central. It's got proximity to everything. It's got cones. Amusement park. <laughs> It do, it does have cones. Has a, a you can take an evening cruise and have Pokemon battles on the evening cruise to see the sunset and the many beautiful bridges of Unova. Mine has not changed. It's still Goldenrod. Uh, I love uh, I love the radio tower. They got they got a port. They got a train station. They got a good they got a good main road. That goes straight up, and then everything's off to the sides. It's very, very easy to navigate. Don't give me that hot mess that is Lumio City. That's a... <laughs> Castellia's got a, a sewer circle. system. You yeah, but the camera the ruined <laughs> It's just a circle. Here, what you're saying is you prefer the grid of Minneapolis over to the chaos that is St. Paul. Yes. How is St. Paul chaotic? Let me tell you about those uh, on-ramps on and off-ramps. <laughs> Oh dear. Let's let's talk about the fact that when St. Paul was built, not only did they just build roads, however, they let whoever was building the road name the road, mm. which is why there's no naming convention that makes sense in St. Paul for their streets. It's the Wild West over there. Uh this is from Scott from our YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff that, you know, helps out YouTube uh as we lead up to Scarlet and Violet. Uh And if you're not watching on YouTube, thanks for listening to the audio version. Uh, Scott says, a question from me. Do you think the catching mechanic we had in Arceus will make a return for Scarlet and Violet? I haven't seen any evidence, so it's uh, so far in the trailers. A bit worried that we'll go back to battling and catching every single Pokemon. I really enjoyed catching Pokemon in Arceus without the battle. Uh, Though hoping I just missed it in the news slash trailer. Well, you didn't miss it. They haven't said officially, right? No, they have not identified how it's going to be. I believe it will be like Arceus. I I think there will be, I think that we'll have options for it, yeah. 
Here's my yeah. fear, though. I have a feeling like it's going to be a multiplayer-only option. <laughs> oh. oh, the sneaking to us is multiplayer-only? Nah, nah, I don't think so. I think or, the opposite. Or it's a non-multiplayer option. Yeah, it's a option. non-multiplayer. Ever since they did the thing they did in Sword and Shield, which is show that first trailer, and I, I remember this first trailer so much because literally the next day I, le- I left for Japan. They showed that first trailer, and they purposely did not show Pokemon walking around in the overworld. They held on to that, and they mm-hmm. showed the old style, which is exclamation point in the grass, trainer walk in, and then the two Pokemon look at each other. Um, and I believe they're doing the same thing here. They are purposely not showing... Oh, yeah certain stuff because they i don't know they're i don't know if they learn anything from the sword and shield release cycle they're like holding on to things a lot closer this time but yeah i i think it would return i do think there's going to be some limits to it and i i I do think that like once you go into that multiplayer mode that they're going to either chop off features that are only limited to um a single player experience and that was like very um somebody said uh, gosh i can't remember what game it was like xenoblade or something where like you weren't allowed to do st- no genshin it was genshin impact because in genshin you can join other people and they said if somebody joined you in genshin impact you weren't allowed to do any of the story missions you could do everything else but main story missions were locked mm-hmm. when people joined you and then i also think about animal crossing yeah when somebody like flew to your island which took about like 14 weeks for that internet connection to like solidify and then like one person would fly over and then they like get disconnected after 40 seconds and then you'd have to wait for another 14 weeks for them to like properly disconnect from your switch it was like the t- most worst it- anyways when somebody actually arrived to your island certain things would be restricted like oh uh, you couldn't move a bridge you couldn't talk to tom nook you couldn't like move like one table in your house like three centimeters over because somebody was like also so i do i do strongly believe that like even though we are getting this multiplayer experience, we're going to get probably some really annoying restrictions yep. with that. Yep. Um, but I don't think, I, I think the catching mechanics coming back, there's no way. And I think they're going to do both where if you want to do it the old fashioned way, it's there. If you want to do it the new way, it's there. Um, like legends to me just felt, very much like a let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee of like, we're using this game to test a mechanic that we are putting in a future main series, whatever, like big number. Uh, no, I should say a numbered game because that's what really what they are at this point. Like Gen 8 is Gen 8. This is Gen 9. And let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee was very much like, how do you think people would feel if Pokemon were just walking around and our PC was anywhere and... People were like, we like this. And they're like, good, because <laughs> we were testing that for Gen 8. <laughs> and Legends was very much like, how do you think people would feel if we just, you know, changed the catching and you could just kind of walk everywhere? Good, because we're <laughs> testing that for mm-hmm. Gen 9. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think they've really kind of figured it out <laughs> over there. <laughs> as much as people say Game Freak's incompetent. I don't know. They got a well-oiled machine working over there. They they know what they're doing. Whether we like it or not, they know what they're doing. Yep. Hey, since everything went online, look, they're collecting your data and learning and running reports. A lot of of good comments this week, though. A lot of good discussion about, like, 
difficulty or whether gyms should scale or not scale um, mechanics. Uh, anyways, uh, Will, Pokemon of the Week. All right, so last week's Pokemon, very simple. No one knows yet <laughs> if it will evolve, but I suspect this Pokemon will evolve into a Pokemon called Beagle, spelled B-E-A-G-E-L. But, Steve, you had a better interpretation. I did. Do- Doberman. <laughs> Doberman. <laughs> no, I'm out on all did you Did you hear that from somebody? Uh, I, I was, um, I went through Twitter and I pulled the best ones, but yeah, Doberman was like one of my favorite ones. What was the other one? A bread, uh, bread. Was it? I'll look them up. You can, you can, you can, uh, continue your. Well, I mean, that's, that's it. So Greg's got to guess. (laughs) It's. Gamper. Oh, Yamper. Oh, it's Fido. Fido. That is correct. We've got to think of all the baked good. All right. These were the four Pumps. best because I, I scoured the internet for the four best. I, this is why I think the four best were. And it's just people who replied to you, correct? No, no. Is I, that I your scouring? No, I was like looking at like retweets and stuff. Oh, okay. and so I got purebred. Mm. No, that's, that is a style, not a dog. Uh, I got Do- Doberman. I like that a lot. Bark lava? No, too too convoluted. Yeah, it really only applies to like Europeans. Also, uh, baklava is a dessert. It's not. Yep. Uh, and then bredigree. Yeah. I think Doberman is really is, good though. <laughs> I don't know enough about like Spanish baked goods. I think the bark lava. How did you? You said it very fancy. Bark lava. Bark lava. Bark lava is the food. Bark is the dessert. That's Greek. Oh, it's Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Because when somebody first or, said or, that and everyone freaked out about it, I was like, I don't, I don't get the joke. I don't. I, I mean, <laughs> it's like Mediterranean. I think yeah. is the right way, but it's. I. I don't think bark lava is, is Spanish. Got it. All right. Well, there's no shiny. There's no shuffle. There's there's no, nothing yet. I, I, super cute. I want. I want to know if one of the terror types is everything, because I want an everything Fido. Oh, I see. Bagel with all the seeds <laughs> see, but then it has to evolve into Beagle. Yeah. <laughs> so you get every type, everything type Beagle. <laughs> all right. What if it evolves into a pizza? Man, that would be really. I'm into disappointing. that. No. All right, this week's Pokemon. This Pokemon, one of my favorites, can exist in six possible varieties. Originally, only three of those varieties could be caught with a Pokeball. In Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, four of those varieties could be caught with a Pokeball. One of the varieties can be seen while playing the game but has never been able to be caught, evolved, or received through distribution. I think I know what it is. Oh, it's so easy. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I know exactly what it is. I'm actually confident this week. All right, so now I get to say the bad one. Well, we oh, have, Greg, you'll figure it out. Week. You'll figure out what I posted in Slack. All right, well, you have to text me, and I will say this is from Steve. Okay. I'll give you credit. Okay. I will text you and what I think And when you're wrong, says. we will mock you. <laughs> Mercilessly. I expect no less. Um, 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. Like I said earlier, if you're going to be in London uh, this upcoming weekend, uh, I will be there. Um, so feel free to say hi. Uh, if there's other Pokemon, I, I, I don't know, I'll try to be playing Pokemon Go and the Pokemon Center and whatever other things are happening. We'll see what uh, three years of not having a world tournament looks like now. So find that out. Pure chaos. <laughs> yep. Um, also, if there's any like restaurants or places I should go uh, in London that maybe doesn't involve the trains because the trains might be down that weekend. <laughs> you got to get a curry. That's what I've heard. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. in England eats the curry. And get something with a brown sauce. Got it. Do I put a big leak in my curry like Sword and Shield has insinuated? Oh, and you got to wear a zippy to a chippy. Got it. Yep, Unless that's only in Scotland. I don't know. Got it. Well, I think there's chippies everywhere now. If there's a place I should eat or see, you can tweet at me at Dragging a Lake. You can find Will on Twitter at Wash in the Sink. Greg on Twitter at White Wing. If you want that, if you want bonus episodes of the podcast, that's patreon.com slash PKMNCAST. Or if you're using Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to the premium feed, which will give you bonus and ad-free episodes as well. Uh, otherwise, you can find us on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I don't know all that all that stuff. P K M N C A S T, uh, and this, uh, we'll we'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super. It, do you think if we have a Tropius and a Fido in the same party, you can make a third Pokemon that's based off a of banana bread? Yes, delicious. This podcast is made possible because of our patrons. A huge shout out to our producers on Patreon, starting with Stephen, Sean, Matthew, Kay, Jessica, Brian, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Gray, Carlos. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady you too would like your name read at the end of the episode or you just want to support to get ad-free episodes or bonus episodes you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t that is patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t thank you all for your support and we will see you all next week